to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'm talking about how to emerge from the pandemic mentally stronger. Just keep in mind that coming out of the pandemic stronger doesn't mean that you need to be filled with positivity about what just happened. The truth is a lot of people died. A lot of people were separated from their loved ones and relationships fell apart. And a lot of people are going to struggle financially for a long time. Ignoring those hardships and telling yourself that this year was great because you finally got to clean the closets or saying you greatly enjoyed all that family time when you didn't actually enjoy it isn't healthy. Hyper-focusing on the positive to the extent that you ignore the negative is bad for your mental health. You have to allow yourself to experience a whole wide range of emotions in life. Feeling unpleasant ones sometimes, like being sad or disappointed, is actually going to help you appreciate the pleasant emotions a lot more, like when you're happy or you're excited. If you numb yourself to unpleasant feelings, you also numb yourself from the pleasant ones. It's impossible to just let the happy emotions flow freely while blocking out the ones that don't feel so good. In fact, pretending that everything is great all the time is what we call toxic positivity. If you want to learn more about why that's a bad idea, check out episode number three. I talked to best-selling author Nora McInerney. She's the host of a great podcast. It's called Terrible. Thanks for asking. And she knows a thing or two about toxic positivity. So you certainly don't want to minimize the hardships that you and other people experience during the pandemic. But on the other hand, you don't want to dwell on the negative. If you step away from the pandemic thinking something like, I just lost a whole year of my life, or... Losing that whole year messed everything up. You won't make your future as good as it could be. And I'm hearing those overly negative attitudes from a lot of people. That can be quite damaging. Just the other day, I had a parent tell me that their third grader was traumatized by the past year. When I asked what specifically was traumatizing about it, the parent could only say that their child had to miss some fun activities. But missing out on a few fun things isn't necessarily traumatizing. But telling kids that they're traumatized might actually cause them to become traumatized. That's not to say that some kids didn't have traumatic experiences. Kids who lived in constant fear of dying or losing a loved one, or kids who were in lockdown in an abusive home without food, definitely experienced trauma. And we shouldn't trivialize that. But we also shouldn't tell kids how awful it is that they lost a whole year of their lives, especially if they aren't already feeling that way. We also shouldn't tell ourselves those negative things, like, we're never going to recover from this. Catastrophic thoughts affect our behavior and often turn negative predictions into self-fulfilling prophecies. So how can you emerge from the pandemic feeling mentally stronger than before? It's all about balance. Things aren't either all or nothing. There can be some good things and some bad things that occur alongside everything. But sometimes people feel guilty about acknowledging how something good can come from something bad. So to alleviate their guilt, they convince themselves that nothing good can come from it. But you can acknowledge that this year had some good things about it as well as some bad things. 
Maybe you enjoyed some of the changes that you experienced. Perhaps working from home was kind of nice. Or maybe you like the fact that there wasn't any social pressure to be doing things on the weekends sometimes. That's okay. You can enjoy certain aspects of the pandemic, even though some awful things happen too. And you don't need to feel guilty about that. On the flip side, you can also acknowledge the hardships of the pandemic. Some of these things might be the things that you personally experienced, like you missed seeing your extended family or you didn't get to see your friends. You can also acknowledge the hardships faced on a bigger scale. Fact that many people died during the pandemic. Creating a realistic, balanced outlook, though, is healthy. Reflecting on this year can be the key to building mental strength. Here are five questions you can ask yourself. Developing an answer and writing those answers down can be a great mental muscle building exercise. Number one, what were some of the most prevalent feelings you experienced this year? You likely had a lot of feelings, and those feelings might seem conflicting. Maybe you're happy now that some of the pandemic restrictions are lifting, but at the same time, you're sad that you missed out on a lot of things over the past year. Maybe you're angry that some people are making choices you don't agree with, but you're also relieved that your loved ones are safe. You might have a whole list of feelings that you experienced all at the same time. And just naming those emotions can be a good step in making sense of them. If you want to learn more about how naming your emotions can help you feel better, go back and listen to episode number nine. That episode explains more about the science behind why naming our feelings is important and why it's so helpful. Number two, what are the positive and negative things that resulted from the pandemic? Take a minute and think about how the pandemic affected you personally and write it down. Identify at least a few positive things that happened and a few negative things. Writing it down on paper can get it out of your head, help you make more sense of it right away. Number three, how have you changed this year? The global pandemic has had a trickle-down effect that likely impacted the way that you live. Maybe some of your habits changed, like you sleep later, or maybe now you actually eat breakfast. Or maybe you've changed a little as a person by enjoying more alone time, or maybe you're more interested in spending time with people because you used to take that for granted. See if you can identify at least a few things about you that have changed and write that down. Number four, what are some of the most important lessons you've learned? This year likely offered you a lot of life lessons. Maybe you learned something about yourself, like you're stronger than you think. Or maybe you were reminded that people across the globe experience the same emotions. It's not just you who feels a certain way. You may have known that your life could change in an instant, but perhaps the pandemic taught you that the whole world can change overnight. Write down the biggest lessons you've learned this year about yourself, other people, or the world in general. And number five, what habits do you want to carry forward and what habits do you want to leave behind? Finally, consider what you want your life to be like as the restrictions from the pandemic lift. Is there one certain habit you want to carry forward? like reading more books. And consider if there's a habit that you developed during quarantine that you want to stop, like mindlessly scrolling through social media before you go to sleep. Write down at least one goal for yourself or one habit you want to carry forward. Then you can be sure that at least one good thing can come out of the pandemic for you on a personal level. So take time to reflect on those five questions. How did you feel during the pandemic? What are the positive and negative things that can come out of it? How have you changed this year? What are the most important lessons you've learned? And what habits do you want to keep and which ones do you want to leave behind? Answering those five questions can help you emerge from the pandemic feeling mentally stronger than before. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. 
Simply sharing a link to this episode could help someone feel better and grow stronger. And if you like the show, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite platform. Do you want free access to my online mental strength course? It's called 10 Mental Strength Exercises That Will Help You Reach Your Greatest Potential. To get your free pass, all you have to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Then send me a screenshot of your review on Instagram, where you can find me as Amy Morin Author. I'll reply with your all-access pass to the course. Make sure to tune into Monday's episode when I'll be talking to Danielle Walker. Danielle's a New York Times bestselling cookbook author, but she didn't set out to write cookbooks. She wrote them out of necessity when she discovered that certain foods made her sick. No matter what you're struggling with in life, Danielle's story can inspire you to find your way out. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.